This show is brought to you by the Email Laundry, making email safe for your customers. Visit www.theemaillaundry.com forward slash tublog for a very special listener offer and to have your MSP's domain filtered by the Email Laundry for free. You're listening to Tub Talk, the podcast for IT business owners, with our featured conversation with Richard Tubb and Craig Fulton of ConnectWise. My name's Jeff Nicholson, and this podcast is all about helping you grow your IT business. In this episode, Richard talks with Craig Fulton. Craig started work as a technician for ConnectWise's IT division in 1995, a role he really enjoyed. He then moved to product development to work on the PSA, Professional Services Automation Solution, before switching his focus to product development. Craig and Richard talk about ConnectWise's new suite of products, which integrate with each other for a more efficient workplace, why you should send single invoices to clients, and why ConnectWise's focuses on user-centric services. This episode was recorded at ConnectWise IT Nation Europe in London, in person between Richard and Craig. And now, without further ado, here's Richard Tubb talking with Craig Fulton. Hi, everyone. Richard Tubb here with another interview. And I'm here today in London with my old friend, Craig Fulton, who is the Chief Product Officer of ConnectWise. How are you doing, Craig? I'm good, Richard. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm excited to be here and talking to you today. And how long has it been since we last sat down together like this? <laughs> it's been about five years. You know, I tried to come out and see you last year, but a baby surprise came en route and went home. But yeah, it's been awesome. You know, I started coming here almost eight years ago, meeting with the community and user groups, and then took a break to focus on product management. And I'm excited to be back over here seeing everyone. Well, it's fabulous to see you, and congratulations on being a dad. All right, thanks. How, how is being a dad treating you? You know, it's uh, babies are challenging, you know, <laughs> lack of sleep, but um, yeah, it's a really rewarding thing in life, for sure. Yeah. Good. So we're here today, and I'd like to, if we can, to talk about your other baby, okay. which is uh, ConnectWise and the product itself. Um, for, for those people who don't know what a, a chief product officer would be, what, what's your role within ConnectWise? Yeah, so um, it's best explained and to talk about how we align the company. So, um, you know, com- ConnectWise used to be multiple companies, LabTech, Quozel, ConnectWise, Screen Connect, and we all became one company last year. And then we started aligning the products as business units in the company. And then we master branded um, our product line to just ConnectWise uh, in November. And following that, um, we needed to unify our development. We needed to unify our products, unify the roadmap. And so a chief product officer position was born out of that need. And so uh, me as the chief product officer um, I lead all of the product business units, sell, manage, automate, control. And then we have another business unit that manages cloud console, chat assist, campaign director. So I work with all of those general managers to align the roadmap, to align product marketing. Um, and, you know, really the chief product officer's is, goal is to do that. Just keep all the products going in one direction, set that vision. Um, and we, you know, now that we're one, we want to become one solution. You know, we don't want something focused on, oh, this is something, a problem you solve, but just manage. We wanted to, you know, we look across the entire suite of products and say, all right, these IT companies have this problem. Let's not limit ourselves to one product. Let's look at the suite holistically. And then I, I coordinate that with them. So that's how I can best explain the position. Good explanation. <laughs> I mean, in terms of when, when I first yeah. knew you, your role within ConnectWise, you'd already been with ConnectWise for a while, but your yeah. role was probably radically different to where you are now. So uh, perhaps uh, share a little bit of your background and where you've come from <laughs> and where you've gone to with to, to get to the chief uh, product officer role. Yeah, it's quite a story. It's like that story you hear about someone climbing up the ladder. You know, uh, I was a technician for the longest time. I, I started in, you know doing that in 1995. I was a field tech, you know, I got the MCSE, I got Novell certified, Lotus certified, and I was a tech for the longest time. And that's how I started at ConnectWise. We have an IT company in Tampa Bay in Florida in the United States. And I was just a field engineer, network uh, engineer there doing that, using ConnectWise as a user. 
And then after a couple of years, I decided I wanted to um, switch over to product development, you know, the the PSA solution. So I did. And then that's when you met me the first time. You know, I came to the user groups as just uh, a consultant of the software or an education consultant. Um, And then I did that for a couple of years. And then about four years ago, I really focused hard on product management. You know, I, um, I wanted to understand you know, how do we build products that people want to use and enjoy? You know, and I looked in, into that, looking into that, realizing oh, I love spending time with partners already. I understand what their pains are, and I'm now going to translate that into product management and build solutions. And yeah, that's that's really how I ended up there. So, you know, I went from the field engineer to support to education, consulting, product management, and now here I am. Like, it's quite a wild ride. You know, I joke in the office like, man, eight years ago, I was fixing the printers over there, you know, <laughs> and now I have this big colleague staff of uh, the product team. It's really exciting. I'm, I'm so happy to be there. And, you know, I love coming out to these events and hearing how people use the software to really um, be successful. Well, congrats on all your progress, and you, yeah. and you deserve it having somebody being somebody who's followed your uh, career with interest. So oh, well nice. done on everything you've. So let's rewind a little bit. We talked about um, the unified interface, really, or the uh, the unification of all the ConnectWise products. So yeah. to somebody old school like me, um, we've got Quozel, we've got um, ConnectWise PSA, LabTech. Yeah. Um, do the translation for me. What the uh, what are the products called now, and how do they all fit together? Yeah. So now the products are called Cell. Manage, automate, and control. So, Cell is formerly Quozel. Manage is just formally what we knew as ConnectWise. Automate was LabTech, and control was Screen Connect. And the reason um, we rebranded them is it's easier to tell our story, right? We can say at ConnectWise, we're a community driven software company, and our platform helps you sell more, helps you manage your customers, helps you automate your service delivery, and control technology. It's easier to talk about, you know, you don't get hung up on what's the product name and and that. And, and it really helps us, you know, break down those barriers of separate products that are integrated, right? You hear a lot of, oh, these products are integrated. We don't, we don't even think in those terms anymore. We think of, it just is software. It's like, you know, you don't go and say, oh, Excel is integrated into PowerPoint. No. You know, you just say, well, they just they just work, right? I can copy here and paste there and I can get data from this spreadsheet and put it in this PowerPoint. And, you know, that and, and that's the way we look at ConnectWise now, you know, changing the names help with that mindset of we really are one. We are all ConnectWise and, you know, it's just seamless integration. And, and that's really what it means. You know, opening a ticket, we know that almost everyone does their jobs on the tickets, right? And we want people to do their jobs there. We don't want them leaving there. So we'll put the computer management screen of Automate there. We'll put the remote control button there. We'll put Cloud Console and Office 365 information there. We'll put chat there. You know, it's we know that user experience is key. And as a part of us coming together and unifying, that that's really a big focus for us. You know, we don't we don't want the experience to be clumsy or awkward. We want it Click, 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 and it just makes sense and be smooth, um, and and that's really what all of this means is you know changing the names, aligning roadmaps to focus on that. Yeah, and it's going to take some time for old school people like me to get used to it, but I can yeah. totally see the logic behind it. So. Yeah, and I understand. You know, it's like oh, you change the screen, you move this, <laughs> you did that, but um, you know, I, I'll I'll admit there's there's times where I don't watch the development closely, and then the product teams will bring it to me and say we've made changes here. And I say, look, if I can figure it out by just clicking, then really anyone can. And, you know, we demonstrated that this morning in the keynote. Things are just where you would think they need to be. You know, it's like, oh, that must be the remote control button. You don't, it's just intuitive, which is nice. Yeah, absolutely. Now, let's talk about something you alluded to the keynote there. You mentioned the phrase user-centric services. Yeah. What is that? Yeah, so um, it's about providing support to the user. You know, when I was a technician a long time ago, we just provided support to the device. Sure. Right? It was like, what's wrong with this device? What's wrong with that device? The device needs fixed. Focus on the device, right? When we would sell something to a customer, it was this much RAM, this much gigabytes, this much this, 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 this. And it was all about the device. And, you know, I'd say, geez, it's been about seven years. I, I started seeing our partner community 
say, well, customers are getting a lot of devices now. Devices are changing rapidly. It's harder for me to keep up with supporting a device and billing by a device. So I'm going to switch my mindset to supporting and billing a user. So, you know, this user-centric tool is about understanding who the user is. So going out to Active Directory, pulling those users into ConnectWise, pulling them into Automate. So now you know who the users are. You know, I've been there. I've been on a help desk and you're supporting this customer for years. And then they call in. You're like, hey, I got to get your name in here. And they're thinking, you don't know who I am? So that's <laughs> that's not good, right? It's It's not good when you know all of their devices, but you don't know who they are. That doesn't make them feel good. So it's about knowing who the user is and then billing the user. Um, and so this is a big shift in billing by user. And it's been interesting to watch because, like I said, about seven years ago, I saw someone do this. He says, you know, my invoices, sending them out and having all these devices on there, the customer starts picking it apart. You know, I see prices here. What can we not support anymore? So his thought was, I'm going to change this to bill by user. I'm going to say I'm supporting these users and put their names on there, and I'm going to charge that quantity and by that price, and I'm going to roll up the server and workstation price into there. So if I was charging, you know, 400 per server and like 100 per workstation, I'll figure out the math there, and then I'll just charge 200 per user. Now when they get the invoice, there's a list of users that they're paying support for, and I'll still put, they still put the servers and workstations on there, but those don't have a price associated customer can't really say, well, I'm not going to support Richard or Craig anymore. <laughs> um, so this is a big shift we've seen. And over the past seven years, I've seen it go to um, the statistics that we looked at. There's over 60% of the ConnectWise partner community is doing some hybrid of billing by user and billing by device. So with user-centric, we wanted to provide a tool to solve that problem, which is who are the users and I need to bill for them. And that's what it does. We get the users from Active Directory. And then we put them on the invoice. And is that two-way sync, or is it uh, is it pulling the information it, it's a, from? It's a pull only. It's a read only from Active Directory. Uh, we don't want to write anything back in there. Yeah. So the technician will still, you know, they'll still do their job in Active Directory of putting users in and, and terminating users there, because there's a lot of settings of security involved and and group policies and all that stuff should stay over there. We'll just read from that, put their contact in ConnectWise, and, and what's nice is once you get it set up. If a new user comes, they're automatically in ConnectWise and on a bill. And if a user leaves, they're off the bill, they're inactive in ConnectWise. Yeah. So it's nice to set it and forget it, and the invoicing is doing what it needs to do. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm with you on the, the whole user versus device uh, pricing. So you mentioned a statistic 60% you say do hybrid. What are you? How, what's the percentage that you're seeing of MSPs across the board who are just purely doing user pricing? Have you got any ideas of that? Um, I don't. Or even a gut I, feeling, I, maybe. I, I, you know, MSP Mentor had a, uh, an article on this in like 2014, and it was in the 20%. I, I want to say 23%. It was somewhere around there, people that are purely just billing by user and just putting users on there and not factoring anything in. I mean, that that's a bold step for some people because, you know, depending on all the services you're providing, you could be providing backup services, network services, server, workstation, mobile devices, to roll all that up in one price is, that's a daunting task. Uh, can be hard for someone to make that change. I think that's why you see more of the hybrid, because people want to sort of feel out, okay, is this going to work? And am I going to lose my pants in this if I put the wrong price on here? Because, you know, it's like, once you put a price in front of a customer, changing that is tough. Yeah. So you want to get it right out of the gate. So I think we're seeing this hybrid you know, as more cloud movement happens and as less devices, uh, you know, smart devices, maybe, I don't want to say smart devices, but, you know, as, as people go to more throwaway devices, oh, here's a tablet, here's a thing and this, and if it breaks, I'll just buy another one. You know, I think you're going to see this this user-only thing uh, only gets stronger. Yeah. For instance, there's going to be very few, I asked this question of an MSP the other day. I was like, how much money do you earn off setting up iPads for users now? And they're like, well, duh, hardly anything. Right. Yet going back maybe five years, you know, as little as that, 
people were doing it because it was an unknown. But consum yeah. consumerization of technology has made it so simple now. Yeah. We can't really, in good conscience, charge for uh, for setting up a throwaway device, can we? That's so, right. Yeah. yeah. So while we're on the on the um, the topic of uh, the changing landscape of IT, obviously, um, nearly every MSP has some form of cloud yeah. um, service now. Um, talk to me a little bit about how ConnectWise and the Cloud Console makes it easier for them to manage those licenses and those cloud um, yeah. uh, scenarios they've got in place. Yeah, so the cloud is something that you know has been real personal for me, uh, being a former technician. I've been watching this, you know, this cloud movement started. I'd say roughly ten years ago, and you saw a lot of people heavy lifting servers to the cloud, running in issues, moving them back on prem. Um, and then, you know, we made this prediction about five years ago saying this cloud movement is probably going to be one app at a time. You know, the companies making software, line of business apps and um, other applications, those companies making that software are just going to start putting it in their own cloud. And uh, like one app at a time, well, there goes QuickBooks Online, there goes Sage, there goes Office 365. Um, that, that is in turn what's happening. So when, you know, two years ago at Microsoft's Worldwide Partner Conference, you know, I'm, I'm watching this keynote and I'm hearing them talk about cloud service provider, the, the CSP program. And I thought, oh boy, <laughs> here comes a problem for our partner community if I ever saw one. Because now in this two-tier model, you have to buy Office 365 and Azure services through distribution and then bill for it. And I mean, what a changing thing, right? Uh, um, you know, users come and go, licensing change quickly, and, and we saw this is gonna be a management issue, this is gonna be a billing issue, and MSPs like to be proactive, like to do monitoring, so it's like, gonna wanna do that too. So um, we released Cloud Console last year, started with Office 365, provided a, a, a means of managing all of your customers Office 365 in one place, you know, being able to change licenses, add licenses, change usernames, passwords, all the common things support wants to do. Also monitoring, being proactive, just like uh, MSPs are with on-prem systems. I want to keep an eye on that system because at the end of the day, the customer just wants to know that their service provider, their IT service provider is on top of things, right? There's nothing, there'd be nothing worse than moving, I move you to Office 365 and then problems rise and you're calling and telling me. <laughs> you want me telling you. Sure. And that's what Cloud Console gives you. So I can monitor your services, let's say you're a customer and you're using Skype online service and the OneDrive service and Exchange and I can monitor those now. And when there's an issue, it alerts me, creates a ticket, then I can contact you. And that's good as gold because you're like, hey, Craig's, Craig's on top of it, he knows about it. You know, it's understanding. Yeah, there's outages, they happen. At least Craig knew, you know. And then the billing, you know, we knew um, with billing of software that there's gonna be prorating issues, that users are gonna come and go, and who wants to sit and count all of that and keep track of, well, they came online halfway through the month and I only need to bill them two weeks, so we've automated all of that. So now you, you add your customers, um, Office account in there. You can now manage their Office 365 inside of ConnectWise on the company record, on the ticket. Um, you can do monitoring there. We'll create tickets when there's an issue. And then the billing there, just on the agreement, just like you've always built your, your managed service contracts, you can bill it through there. And then we've recently added Azure. So you can now manage the virtual machines, the SQL databases, the websites, and the storage from within ConnectWise, and, and we're really not done there. We're now looking at what Amazon is doing. And then some other partners have uh, brought forward some common things that they've been managing in the cloud that we're evaluating adding into the tool. Uh, but we've been real happy with the success of it. We have over 700 partners using it. Um, you know, and it's been good. Microsoft has been happy with us and has, you know, we've sort of teamed up on with them on some things to bring discounts to our partners in office and um, deliver some marketing materials. And it's a real successful thing. You know, we did it because we saw that this Office 365 was going to be a challenge for our partners and we wanted them to have a tool to be successful there. Fabulous. It's yeah. the sort of thing that I... <laughs> no, I mean, it's the sort of thing that I look at as, as a former MSP owner. I think, 
Good God. Thank, thank goodness I'm no longer yeah. an MSP because, uh, like you, you know, when the Clyde's uh, service provider thing came out and the CSP thing, I was like, that's going to be a real pain in the backside to manage. Yeah. So it sounds like you've done um, a, a great job. And looking at what you did with the Azure management yeah. directly from within the console, I was actually I was blown away by that. That's yeah. so cool because it just means you're not jumping from panel to panel. Yeah. You can just do it there and then. Yeah, you can have the ticket open of the customers telling you that the virtual machine is running slow. You can just right from the ticket, go in there, increase the CPU. Um, we even have financial notifications that'll come out of there because anytime someone's making changes like that, you're gonna get billed. Mm -hmm. and you wanna make sure the customer's getting billed as well. Um, so we, you know, we're, we're on top of all of, the, all of that stuff. And just between you and I, this goes no further. Um, what might be next in the pipeline for the cloud um, uh, console there? Might be like Google Apps, might that be something that's in it? Um, it's just between you and I. Yeah. I going no, no, it's. Um, <laughs> I mean, you can you can talk. You can definitely post this on there. Um, we're looking at Amazon because Amazon recently announced their uh, new cloud infrastructure tool, where you can spin up cloud infrastructure very easily. It's actually geared towards service providers, and so you know we've seen some momentum there, especially in the United States. So we want to get. We're going to work on getting that in there. There's some other uh, cloud-based Cisco tools that we see that um, that we want to get in as well this year. So yeah, we're we're on top of that. We're you know, it's mostly driven the demand by our by our partner community. Whatever they need, that's what we go after. Very cool. Yeah. So we, we touched on billing there and how complex it can be. Um, ConnectWise as a company seems to be a big advocate of sending out a single invoice or a single bill yeah. uh, to clients. Uh, talk to me a little bit more about that philosophy and uh, why it's important for MSPs to do that. Yeah, so uh, another concept we talk about is the customer journey. Um, and, and the billing is a big part of this. So when you look at a customer journey, what does a customer go through when working with uh, a, a, an IT service provider? First, they have to understand, you know, become aware of what the service provider has to offer. Oh, they have Office 365 services, they have backup, they have some managed services, and that's great then they have to evaluate them through a quote of some kind and then they purchase them and then the stuff gets delivered and then they get support on it. And I find that a lot of the partners are good at those steps. And then they kind of let things fall apart on the billing because ah, the billing's not so important. We'll just throw an invoice together and get it out the door. And a lot of people don't pay attention that, hey, does your quote and your invoice look the same, these things seem to be equal. If you're, if someone's agreeing to buy something from you, the whole part of that customer journey leading to the billing could be awesome. If you drop the ball on the bill, they're gonna forget all of that, we know that. I mean, you know, when I'd go on site with a customer, I did a great job installing some new system and then they get the bill and the next time I'm there, they forget about how great it was. So um, that, that's why we say one bill, get one accurate bill to your customer uh, and into playing into the whole journey, you know, every part of that journey has to be exceptional, and we just can't forget the bill. I've seen I've seen some partners of ours do this. Um, even prospects, yeah, I send my customer a couple bills. I'll send them one bill for um, the Office 365. I'll send them one bill for the other software they buy for me, the antivirus software and the backup, and then I send them one bill for my managed services. And I think that cannot be enjoyable for your customer to get three separate invoices. And now they have questions, and then you're wasting time answering their questions. It just makes sense to be on one bill. I mean, look at the world we live in. When I'm out looking for um, like a cable provider, I'm saying, do you have other services here we can all bundle in? Because, you know, if I can get my TV and my cable and my water on one bill, whatever you can do on one bill, that's where I'm headed. And, you know, and, and, I, and I fear sometimes for some of these IT companies that aren't sending one bill. It's like, man, if, if you're sending a separate bill for Office and a separate bill for managed services, someone selling Office now has a way in. Yeah. Because, you know, the mindset of the customer is, oh, I have two bills here. So it's like working with two people. Here comes someone else, right? Here comes, you know, another IT company saying, we do Office as well. They're going to think, well, I get a separate bill for that. I'll just... And there's office is cheaper, I'll just go there. And then next thing you know, they come and they take everything. That's why this is so important. I mean, there's a, there's a million reasons there, right? The customer, it's a better experience to get one bill. One bill makes it hard for the competitor to come in. 
One bill makes it hard for the customer to question a lot of things, right? It's all makes sense. It's all lined up on there. And I, and I passionately feel like it should all be automated. Who wants to sit at the end of the month and count all of this stuff? Okay, this client at Royal Logistics, they have this much antivirus and this many users. And who wants to manually do that? I mean, there's so many chances of that being wrong. They really should take advantage of this automation that we have in our suite. And that is just counting all this stuff for you and getting the one invoice out to the customer. Okay, I'd like to briefly pause for a second to let you know about my new book, The IT Business Owner's Survival Guide. I'm the former owner of an IT managed service provider business myself, so I know exactly what it's like to struggle to cope with the day-to-day stresses of running an IT business. I know there are days or even weeks when you get frustrated and wonder whether it's all worth it to go it alone. I'm telling you, it doesn't have to be like that. The IT Business Owner Survival Guide contains a collection of easy-to-digest guides and tips on how to cope with the common tasks that cause IT business owners worry and stress. If you want to learn how to save time, avoid stress, and build a successful IT business, then you don't have to do it alone. You can buy the IT Business Owner Survival Guide from Amazon or visit itbusinesssurvivalguide.com and download the first chapter for free. That's itbusinesssurvivalguide.com. And if we, we take a step back or revisit something we talked about, which is the user versus device pricing, what I'm seeing, um, and I think you've probably almost certainly seen this as well, is when uh, MSPs send out that one invoice and they're on per user pricing, they still list the devices yes. that they manage, but they zero uh, price it out, don't they? So. Yes, I've seen a lot of that. You know, And you have to... You have to put yourself in a customer's shoes. And, and I had this happen so many times. Um, you know, when I was in the IT business there, it's like if you send the invoice out and it has less information, they're going to start questioning things. Or you send the invoice and you're always sending it to the same person at the company and they're used to it and they're getting and paying it. Well, one day someone else is going to get that invoice. And if you're not putting enough detail on there, they're going to say, what is this? We're paying $1,200 just to support five people. They're going to question it, but you know there's this mentality, and I used to, I used to say, for every thousand dollars you charge someone, it's almost like you need an inch of text on the invoice. <laughs> it like makes the customer feel better. Oh, a thousand dollars, and look, there's ten inches of text on here. I'm really getting something for a thousand dollars. You know, I mean, I know that sounds crazy. No, not at all. But swear, I, I swear, sometimes. I would see people behaving like this. So I say, you know what? I'm going to put more detail on this invoice. Then, yeah, I'm going to list, even though I'm charging my user. I'm just going to tell you as well, here's all the devices I'm supporting. Here's all the backup I'm doing. You know, here's all the office licenses you're getting. You know, that way there's never any question, no matter who gets the bill at that client site. I think it's sound advice. When I ran an MSP, we used to send out a multi-page invoice with a single line item and then say four pages of, you know, we do the antivirus, we do the backups. And then interestingly, when a customer would uh, come as they invariably do and say, we need to talk about reducing the cost, I would say, which, okay, which part do you want to remove? And then suddenly it's like, can we live without antivirus? (laughs) Not so much. Can we live without backup? Not so much. So interesting from that perspective as well. Yeah. Yeah. So if I, if we'll we'll take a step back or rewind a little bit. So before we do billing for a customer, you've got to bring you've got to um, uh, woo the customer, bring them on board, yeah. and that includes marketing. Now you've made some great strides with the marketing facilities built in yeah. to Connectwise. Um, talk to me a little bit about Campaign Director and, and what's happening there. Okay. Yeah. So uh, you know this was this is something that was near and dear to me. I was personally involved in the development of that, and uh, <clears throat> Arnie and I. Working with one of our partners, Tim Brewer, we uh, documented what we call the path of success. Like this is what an IT company goes through. And when we did that, we found a lot of gaps in marketing. We thought, man, a lot of these IT companies are just good at doing referral marketing. They're just really good at that. Um, and then and, and also working with um, MSPs and helping them mature their MSP practice and saying, here's the ultimate vision, right? You want to maximize the efficiency of your resources. So let's let's take your people that are supporting your customers and let's take automation and let's make your people not so busy, right? That's the goal. If I have 25 customers and I'm doing managed services with them and 
let's say when I start doing managed services, all of my resources, all 10 help desk people are fully busy. The goal is I should be able to bring automate in, automate a lot of what they're doing and make them not so busy, right? So now we got, oh, we got 25 customers and our people are only busy half the time. What do I do now? Go get more business. And so, yeah, it's like, hey, you can go get more business now without having to add overhead to your company. You have people sitting around. Let's do it. And then the thing I would hear from our partners is, well, I'm not so good at marketing. This is my problem. Um, so I identified this big gap there. And we thought, how can we help these companies mature into marketing? Because, you know, let, let's face it, most of the most of the people in our our community here are just really good technician, like technical people that accidentally became company owners. And we want to help them get better at marketing. So we created Campaign Director. It's going to be renamed to ConnectWise Campaign soon. And with that tool, it's like connecting your business to the internet. Because the way we see it, you know, if someone says, hey, where's ConnectWise? You're not going to say, well, it's 4100 George Road, Tampa, Florida. You're going to say, oh, it's ConnectWise.com. You know, there's a partner here, uh, Raja, that owns Final Step. People don't know where he is. They know finalstep.co.uk. And then recognizing that, we thought, you know what? We need to connect everyone to their website. They got this business platform over here called ConnectWise, and they have their website over here. Let's link the two. So with Campaign Director, you can build interactive landing pages with forms. So you put a landing page on your website. You know, when a customer gets driven there through an SEO or a paid ad or something, they fill the form out. And as soon as they fill that form out, it creates the activity in ConnectWise for the sales rep to call them. Because in doing this research as well, we've recognized that you have about 15 minutes to complete that call to action. So when a customer says, I'm interested, you better call it in 15 minutes or forget it. And then, so the campaign director does the landing pages. It also does email campaigns. You know, we do lead scoring on that. So if I send an email out and you open it, you get a couple points. If you click the form inside of there, you get a couple more points. If you fill the form out, we know this is a hot lead and we send all that to the sales team. I almost like to say, it's like marketing is putting a little package together, wrapping a bow on it and handing it to sales. Here you go. <laughs> here's where they came from. Here's what they clicked on. Here's what they liked. Here's a score. Go. Um, so campaign director does all that. And then we just recently enhanced it to do social media integration. So it integrates to Facebook, to LinkedIn, to uh, Twitter, so that, you know, as you're interacting with your own customer community, you know, you can schedule campaign director to do posts. Oh, offering now a discount on this. You have five days. Give us a call. Um, or send us an email or click here to chat. And then, you know, all of this stuff, the landing pages, the emails, the social media, we watch all of it. We watch the effectiveness of those campaigns. We tie it into the sales module of manage into the quotes and sales so that you see, all right, did that marketing campaign work? Because that's, again, I, I talk about, you know, these IT entrepreneurs understanding how marketing works. It's like, that's the kind of thing you can't, just think, oh, this is a great marketing campaign and run it. You have to actually watch the metrics. That's what we give you is, hey, look, that didn't work. Don't do that again. No one opened that email. Your subject line was bad. Like, it, It's built to do that. It's, you know, it's not the end-all, be-all marketing solution, but it is perfect for you know, our partners to, to start getting into marketing, to get their feet wet and go a little bit further too. Yeah, and it's probably the weakest area that I see across all MSPs is yeah. marketing. As you say, they rely far too much on uh, referrals. Yeah. It's in the nature, I understand yeah. that. Um, want to dig a little bit deeper here um, in, into the uh, the marketing side of things and campaign director. I've had MSPs here today talk to me about, say, HubSpot. Yeah. Um, where do you see um, this part of the product going? Do you see it growing to be... Uh, something that's a competitor for HubSpot with MSPs and, and things like that? Is that, you know, if you could wave a magic wand, is that where you would take it? Um, not sure. You know, I'm really not sure yet because, you know, of the adoption of Campaign Director, I, I'm pretty sure we're over 600 partners using it now. Um, we want to see more using the capabilities that are there. Uh, and but we will most certainly add to it. Um, right now, we're just getting wrapped around the social mar uh, social media component of it. Um, but the HubSpots and those, I think we're we're better 
is that we really tie it into where you do your business in ConnectWise, right? Yeah. It has that integration. Um, also, where we're better is, you know, we allow you to manage as many contacts as you want in that. It's like having a separate database now. It's like you can keep contacts in Campaign Director that you market to, and it keeps it separate from your contacts in ConnectWise Manage because you want, you know, you want to keep that data clean, and we will only put them in Manage when the time is right. It's like, oh, this is definitely a hot one. We'll put them in there. I mean, a lot of the competitive products don't do that. But I do understand that they have more advanced features, um, A-B testing and things that people are asking for. And we we are looking into it. We now have a dedicated product manager on that product um, so that we can advance it. Um, we're just, you know, right now getting our hands wrapped around what is really next. What do our partners need? We don't like to just run off and develop things on our own gut feeling. So we're going to um, start, you know, holding focus groups of partners to figure out really what our next step is there. But we did hear last year the social media and, and we just released that this year. Yeah. And it looks like a very cool tool. It's, it's interesting, you know, I mentioned HubSpot within my own business, which isn't an MSP business, but markets to MSPs. Yeah. I use tools like Buffer and SmarterQ and things like that to do scheduling. Uh, it was really interesting to see the um, campaign directing. You've got aspects of those things built in. Yeah. So whereas a social media geek like me might thrive on those third party tools, um, for an MSP who uh, may be jumping into social media for the first time, it's really interesting to see how you make things so simple for them. So yeah. uh, love, love to see that uh, product uh, develop a little more. more. All right. Um, Let's change tracks a little bit. Let's talk about um, my background, service delivery. Yeah. So the the, uh, the geeky stuff, dare I say, the actual yeah. uh, technician stuff, sitting there managing uh, users and devices. Um, first of all, I want to talk about ConnectWise Control um, and the remote control facilities that you've got built into the product now. Perhaps you can elaborate on what that looks like and um, how that works in the real world. Okay, yeah. Um, we wanted to put remote control you know, at the fingertips of the technician. And I'm like you, right? This is the part that I love the most. <laughs> it's my background. It's, you know, since I was five, I've loved playing with computers. So, you know, we really, I talked about this user experience and we're really focused on that. The world is becoming about user experience. So when you are in ConnectWise or any screen, we look at where should there be a remote control button? You know, I'm on the ticket. Yeah, I want to be able to create a remote control session here, even if they don't have an RMM agent. Even if it doesn't have an automate agent and you want to remote control it, click here. Um, and so we've we've put control in the places that make sense and manage and automate um, so that it's just one click away and you're connected. And, and it, whether it's a Mac, whether it's a Linux, whether it's Windows, all of them, we support all of them. And, and something that you know we find is important that we want to help our partners with is you know, you really have to use a tool that you're auditing as well. So when you launch a remote session out of a ticket, we record those details in there that this session was established between who and at what time and what was the system because you know I've seen I've seen some IT companies, some MSPs get themselves in trouble not recording that. Uh, in the United States, we have this HIPAA compliancy for medical, right? You can only view screens that you know if it has you know uh, patient information on, you got to be careful connecting to those. So this stuff has to be recorded. And we're, we're proud that we're, you know, looking at things like that and, and helping protect our partners when they use it, um, bringing it right where they want it. And, and then even on a mobile device, um, you know, I, I'm actually friends with some of our partners and I've been out, you know, kayaking through Puget Sound there in Seattle with a guy and he's like, oh, I just got an alert on this device, and, on this server. And it was cool to see him, you know, whip out his Android phone, log into control Take control of the device, fix the issue. You know, it didn't disrupt our little, <laughs> our little camping uh, adventure we were doing out on some islands. You know, and that's the kind of thing that I like to see. You know, it, we think this stuff through in detail at ConnectWise because it's like we know where you do your job, how you do your job, and where you want to do it. So we're making it that way, and that and that's what we've done with control is we've put it where it makes sense, and then. Um, you know, some advancements we're making there. You know, one thing I'm excited that we're going to be putting out soon is the ability to see through your customer's uh, phone camera. Wow. Right? Okay. So, yeah, you're, you're, you're controlled into them. It's like, you know what? I want to see what you're looking at. Turn your camera on, right? We're excited that we're working on this technology. 
um, hoping to deliver that this year on IT Nation. That you know, how nice would it be you're on the phone with the customer, or you know, and just say, hey, you know, turn your phone on, hold it up. Oh, it's that thing. Press that thing right there, or turn this off, or turn that on, because you know, it, when it comes down to it, sometimes it's a hardware problem, and you're not gonna be able to you know remote in to get that done. So we're excited about that. Uh, we have a free version of Control that we just launched. So if you get in the trial and you decide, you know what, I just want to keep using it for free and, you know, with this limited feature set, no problem. Um, we have that covered. But um, I encourage anyone that has ConnectWise and isn't using uh, Control, you know, if you open a ticket, just click that remote session button there and, and try it. And it's something that I look back and I think, how did we ever <laughs> do business without a feature yeah, like yeah, that? I, I, Once you get it, it's like, what? Yeah, because How I was mean, this never there? Let me just, I'll tell you one horror story. I mean, there's nothing worse than, you know, you're a technician, it's two in the morning, you got an alert, and the anxiety, you know, every second it matters because you're like, oh my gosh, I just got to get this fixed. You know, it's, it's, it's awful having to open up your remote, uh, tool and and navigate and find the device and then and then click on it and wonder is this really ever going to connect because again every second that goes by the anxiety just gets worse so it's nice to be able to just oh there's the ticket with the issue click and within two seconds you're controlling it you know all that anxiety goes away and and you have confidence that you're using a tool that's going to support what you want it's, it's nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm, we're excited about it. Yeah, looks like a, a great addition to the product. Hey, going off at a tangent, Craig, what, what was your first computer? Uh, a Commodore 64. Ah. Uh, Actually, beautiful. you know what? No, I take that back. It was a VIC-20. You know, oh, like Commodore VIC-20, yeah. You put the cassette tape in there, but I mean, the first computer I ever used was Apple IIe in our library. And then I got my own VIC-20, and then a 64, and then a Tandy 500. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, my first computer was an Atari 600XL, by the way, with 16K <laughs> of memory. Who needs more than wow. 16K? Okay, let, let's get back to ConnectWise. So what's new in the product? What are you? Uh, what could you bring to ConnectWise users' attention perhaps they've overlooked? Um, so what's new? Let's start with ConnectWise Cell, you know, our electronic ordering module. Uh, you know, whenever you look at a, a, an IT company and all the, the issues they have with procurement, Right? It's a very manual process, procuring things. And we wanted to automate that and make it simple by you know, being able to do electronic orders that gather the tracking information for you, the vendor's PO, and puts it all in one place. So I'm excited to announce that we have that. Um, some other things that are new are just some great features around ConnectWise Manage, the ability to copy tickets. Right, I create a ticket. I don't have to fill it all out again. Let me copy this one and change a couple fields. Um, you know, copy any record, a configuration, you know, I get a bunch of workstations in, I create one, I want to copy it, and another one, another one, workflow rules, um, the ability to merge tickets, you know, customers, they get excited, and you might have several users at a customer site send in the same issue, now you can merge them into one and still keep the communication going, uh, you know, little features like that, the new UI, and ConnectWise Automate, super excited about all the new things we're doing there with patch management. Like I, I get so excited about that one because as a technician, it was like, how many tickets did we get? It's like, ah, they just needed the latest version of Java or something. That's why their line of business app crashed, you know? And it, and you always said, man, it'd be so nice if I just had like a, a patch day like Microsoft has. And now with our patch management, you can take all of the third-party vendor software, all the software out there and load it into one patch manager and you can have your patch Tuesday once a month and keep that stuff updated. We're excited about that. We're excited about and automate our centralized management where you can see all your clients in one simple view. Um, and then ConnectWise Cell, I'm sorry, Control. You're know, excited about um, the mobile capabilities we're adding there where you can use it on your device. We're excited about you know, being able to see through a customer's com uh, uh, camera on their phone. You know, we've added some workstation information there now. So, you know, if you're remote controlling into a customer and they join, you get a quick preview before you join them, what's going on in their workstation. Here's all the status of the services. This is what their hard drives looks like. This is what their memory looks like. So you can start to prepare yourself before you connect, right? So it's not like 
you connect and now you're frantically <laughs> clicking all over the place. That the freaks customer, users out. That the customer's yeah. like, what is this guy? Does he know what he's doing? So excited about that. And then Cloud Console, excited that we just put Azure in there. Um, campaign director, excited we have uh, the social media component. Um, you know, it, there's just so much. I encourage anyone to look at our roadmap at, you know, techwise.com slash roadmap. We, we've got it all listed there. But those are the things we've worked on that we've either just released or they're going to be released within the next month or two. Fabulous. And, and what's just around the corner? What's next in uh, terms of big ticket items yeah. uh, for ConnectWise? Yeah, I'll tell you the big things. So it all ties back to our unified roadmap. Um, we have a vision of it really being one platform, one solution. So with that, wouldn't it be nice to log in once? <laughs> so we're working on single sign-on so that I can sign into one app and just get to all of them. Single user management interface, right? One place where I can go and manage users across all the ConnectWise products. One unified customer portal where I can expose invoices, remote sessions, um, tickets, uh, Office 365 information, one portal for the clients. Um, SAML integration, you know, SAML is the, uh, the authentication method that helps uh, centralize uh, products, right? I can turn Google into a SAML provider, I can turn Active Directory into a SAML provider and then integrate any ConnectWise product into that. We're working on that. Um, Localization as well. Yeah, localization, yeah. yes. So, without, without a Z in it or a Z as well. Yeah, yeah. So you caught that this morning. What's funny is in, our, in the keynote, we really did get nitpicky. If you look everywhere else, we got the Z and the S and all of that, and then we missed that one. What, I thought ironic, you were doing it to wind us Brits up, to well, be honest. So. And the ironic thing is, is it was on the localization screen itself. <laughs> so, yeah, so um, right now, as we speak, our, the developers on the manage team are coding all the changes so that the dot and the comma and the number can be reversed, right? Because, you know, some in some places, if I'm writing 10,000, it's written as 10.000, comma, 00. Uh, we're working on that. We're working so you can make any date uh, format you want throughout the system. And we should be delivering on that around July, August, September range. You know, that's being coded right now. And then we're setting ourselves up for the ability to do multiple language, right? We're, we're setting the groundwork now. And then we hope next year that we'll start releasing uh, different language packs into there. But those are our localization uh, efforts. And, and um, that's happening in Manage. Um, that should be due out soon. Fabulous. Yep. So just at lunch before we came and sat down here, I mentioned to a few MSPs that I was meeting with Craig, and I was like, if you could change one thing in the product, <laughs> oh what would it be? And I had about 100 responses. So um, Did they all I'll... say nothing? <laughs> <laughs> so over the next 100 days, maybe if I email yeah. you one a day, I'm sure yeah, you'd yeah. Uh, appreciate that. <laughs> but um, one of the most interesting um, feature requests that came out, and it was to do with um, uh, chat. Okay. Um, you know, which is a, a fairly new feature in, in ConnectWise relatively. Uh, and it was actually uh, Gareth, Gareth Brown at Cytec. He said he'd love to see workflow for chat. So in other words, you start a chat with a customer and certain phrases or things get oh, mentioned yeah. and it gives you the ability to choose rapid, fast responses. I think that's quite a cool idea. Well, so, okay. Um, I'll tell you, that is something we're actually piloting in our own support team right now. Wow. So... You know, this is, a, and this is an exciting thing about cloud. You know, people get so afraid of the cloud, but it's like, man, with the cloud, we can do things we've never been able to do before, right? I, I can now build artificial intelligence, machine learning around chat. You know, it can now analyze all the other chat conversations, start to find commonalities, and then when it sees a chat come in, start making those suggestions to the technician. Hey, you answered that question last time like this. Um, and, and so we've been playing around with that technology. Um, we're rolling it out in our own support desk to see how it goes. Hopefully one day productize it, include it in chat. Um, so that's interesting someone brought that up because uh, we, we are, I, no lie, we are developing um, a prototype for that right now, right now. Fantastic. Exciting time to you. Well, I'm very conscious of your time. I've dominated almost an hour of yeah. your time here. Thank you, mate. No I really problem. appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, if anybody listening to this, any MSPs want to find out more about ConnectWise or get in touch with you directly, Craig, where can they find you? 
Yeah, you know, I, I just tell you, everything is our website. We've created one website now for everything. You know, my vision is to drive everyone there to buy, to try products, to buy products, to sign into our products. We want everyone going to connectwise.com. So I'd say, hey, if you if you want to learn about what we're doing, find out about what we're doing, go there, connectwise.com. And then I'm, I'm open, you know, anyone wants to connect to me on LinkedIn, they can find me. You know, if you want to email me, you can reach me at uh, craig at connectwise.com. That easy. Cool. And I'll make sure all of those details are in the show notes as yeah. well. So, awesome. Craig, you are a gentleman. You're one of the nicest people in the IT industry. <laughs> I like you even more now that I know you started out your career with a VIC-20. <laughs> Thank you for joining me today, mate. Really appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Richard. Appreciate your time. It's been fun. Thanks for listening to Tub Talk, the podcast for IT business owners. You can find the show notes and bonus content for this interview, along with dozens of other interviews with IT business leaders over at www.tubblog.co.uk. If you enjoyed this podcast, then we'd really appreciate you rating and reviewing the show over at iTunes. Every review helps us reach new listeners and helps raise the bar for success in the IT industry. In our next episode, Richard speaks to James Kimbley to discuss technology developments which were revealed at Google's 2017 conference. Thanks for listening, and I'll speak to you next episode. Have a great day. Okay, I'd like to give a shout out to our sponsors, The Email Laundry. The Email Laundry combines security services with your customer's preferred email service to give them a truly enterprise-worthy email system. Well, what does that mean? Well, as an IT business, whether your customers are using Office 365, hosted exchange, an on-site exchange server, or any other type of email solution, cloud-based email security from the email laundry is a neat and effective solution for your customer. It will block spam and virus email with an impressive catch rate. Put simply, when your customer's email server is protected behind the email laundry, they'll thank you for the security it offers them. Now, the email laundry are offering free email security for your own domain to all listeners to this podcast. All you have to do is to sign up for a free partner account through the special listener URL, www.theemaillaundry.com forward slash tublog. Use that link to have your own domain filtered for free for one year. And there's more to this special offer. If you bring on board 100 pay mailboxes during your first six months, the email laundry will give you your own domain for free for another 12 months. So that means two years of the email laundry service for your own domain for free. Sign up for the email laundry now using the special listener offer at www.theemaillaundry.com forward slash tublog. Hey team, this is Richard again. Just one more thing before you take off, and that is MSP Insights. Now, every Tuesday, I share my thoughts on the business of IT with you, the managed service community. Thousands of managed service providers already subscribe to MSP Insights. It's easy to sign up, easy to cancel. MSP Insights is basically a short email from me every Tuesday without fail with advice on growing your IT business, plus cool resources I found, discovered, or started exploring that week. It's kind of like my diary of cool things and often includes articles or books I've read, tools I've discovered and events I think you'd be interested in, often sent to me by my friends and Tub Talk podcast guests. So if that sounds fun, a short tiny bite of MSP goodness every Tuesday and you'd like to try it out, just go to go.tub.co forward slash Tuesday. That's gogo.tub.co forward slash Tuesday. Drop in your email and you'll get the very next one. Thanks for listening.